The Maple Leafs run roughshod on the Rangers with a blowout win at MSG. Matthews and Marner came alive, and Martin Jones was victorious as the Dads get to end the road trip with a win. We'll recap the game and discuss the new format of the NHL All-Star Skills Competition as well. So all that more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On at Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Big time dub for the Maple Leafs tonight in New York. They end off the dad's trip with a blowout against the Blue Shirts. 7-3 was the final. Uh, man, was was this the most impressive win of the year for the Maple Leafs, Dave? You see, Mike, when we, uh, when we do our pregame of a lot of things, we just try to reverse jinx half the time when we were giving the Rangers all that love. We are just like, this is going to be a but, tough matchup. They're such a good team defensively. The Leafs are like, we're going to put four goals on this team in the first period. You know what, though? So I, I you know, for those who don't know, I write for covers.com. It's like a betting analysis website. So I, I you know, I'm, I looked into this matchup before we did our podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out some numbers that that work for this game. And, and everything kind of led to the Rangers. Everything led to a reverse, literally a reverse of what I thought was going to happen. You know, the 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 Maple Leafs were on the second night of a back-to-back, their fourth game in six nights. They're playing with the flu bug going around in the room. They got a really thin blue line. They're starting the third goaltender and going up against the team who had the top win percentage on home ice in the NHL. All of that screamed, Rangers were going to roll, and that is quite literally the opposite of what happened. Somehow, you know, the Maple Leafs went and and started out on fire like it was two nothing, you know, before the first uh, before the first uh, commercial break. Like they just came out firing right away and continued on. And then really quickly, the the Rangers responded and the Leafs got two more like it was four one after the first period, but the Leafs, the Leafs literally had more goals in the first period than the Rangers had shots on net. Like, they dominated that opening frame. The best part about it was how many people were messaging me like, what the heck? Like, a lot of friends of mine were, didn't watch that first period. <laughs> they go to watch the second period to see who was up 4-1. Yeah. And it, it was one of those where, and you looked at, it wasn't just that they were up 4-1. Look at like the three of the four goals were highlight real goals. Yeah, really pretty, really pretty goals. Like, like I I looked at this and I'm like, are the are the Rangers okay? Like, does somebody disconnect their their controller? Yeah, I mean, if you do look at the numbers, their their defensive play has slipped over the course of their last five games. Their expected goals was in the bottom ten in the last you know little bit. Igor Shosturkin came off a pair of losses where he had a sub nine hundred save percentage. 
Um, so, you know, they have been struggling over the course of the last five games or so. They've been able to sneak out some wins here. Um, and Jonathan Quick, you know, he's come in and he's played excellent too. And they've picked up some wins when he starts. But ultimately, yeah, like I, I thought this may be a good get right game for the Rangers, but it, it wasn't, man. They struggled uh, out of the gate. I think Toronto kind of came and punched them in the mouth to start. And they were kind of on their heels the entire first period. Now, they, they came out in the second period and kind of gave Toronto the business a little bit. They cut the deficit to four to three out scored them two nothing in that second period, but then kudos to Toronto, right? Going in there in the third and saying, Hey, we can't let this game get away from us. Like we, we need this win. We got to get those two points and uh, obviously pulled away, scored quickly in the third period, made it five, three, uh, made it six, three, and then iced it with an empty netter late as well uh, to really solidify the, the victory seven, three, ended up being the final a big night for the big boys too you get two goals from matthews you got two goals from mitch marner um man this team is just different when those guys are going isn't it aren't they i have a stat here mike that this was the 69th time that austin matthews and mitch marner have scored a goal in the same game nice the good number are 59 4 and 5 in the prior 68 games so now they're 64 and five. There you go. So, you know, typically when those guys are scoring, they're winning games. And and look, that's how this team is built. Like they're built top exactly. heavy. We know this. Like those guys have to score. They have to produce offense. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they both have to get goals, but they have to be factoring in. Like Austin Matthews had four points tonight, right? Mitch Marner, he did score two goals tonight. But you saw, you know, this is what happens when those guys are getting it going. And that's exactly what happened tonight. Um, Austin Matthews now leads the NHL with 21 goals through 26 games. I mean, considering he's been very inconsistent and there's been a couple of dry spells here where we're sitting there saying, when's this guy going to score? He went like seven games or something without a goal at one point. And it was like... Man, is Austin Matthews losing his touch? Like, what's going on with Matthews? They had to split up Matthews and Marner to try and get those guys going. The offense just wasn't there from either of them. And all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, you know, if you blinked, you missed it. Matthews sits atop of the NHL leaderboard in goals. Again, 21 through 26 games with a couple of dry spells in between. Davis, 50 and 50, like, possible for this guy, if he really gets on a heater right now, uh, he's on pace for 66, I believe I saw. So, 1550. I mean, I can't remember. Like, I, I would say no, but I think he'll be close. Like, this is a guy, as you as you know, he can, he can uh, flip, flip a switch. He can go on a, on a streak where he just can't stop scoring. 1550 is just so hard because there's so many factors that go into it part of its health right right knock on wood that that's not gonna be an issue for austin matthews um but i think he could get close i like if he gets to 50 i think he could do it and it won't be in 50 games but i think it'll be close well i I mean like 50 and 50 is such a like that's it's such a historic feat right to get 50 i think maybe lemieux i think is like the last guy to do it um, it, it's been a, a long time since we've seen a guy uh, do 50 and 50. Obviously, you know, Maurice Richard was the first guy to do it, and that was a big deal. 
Uh, Gretzky did it in like 39 games or something stupid like that. I'm pretty sure was was the number there. Uh, but it's been a long time since we've seen someone hit 50 and 50, and you know just the way that he's played. And if he's he's got like he's got what six or seven goals in his last five games, like the guy. And whenever he does score, he's got more multi-goal games this year than he does single-goal games. Like he just they're coming in bunches for this guy right now. It's insane. Everything he's throwing on net seems to be going in. Um, I don't know, man. If he goes on a heater, and we've seen this guy go on one. We definitely have. Uh, it's look. It's possible that he could do it. Remember, he did score like fifty and fifty, but it so wasn't in the freaking that up. Yeah, it wasn't like he scored fifty games of the season, but right? He fifty goals in a fifth. He scored fifty plus goals in a fifty game span. I scored fifty one because he actually scored two goals in that game. He scored fifty one goals in a fifty game span, but it wasn't consecutive, and then it also wasn't in the first fifty games. But yeah. I'm curious. Like if this guy goes on a heater, man, like I, I'm, I'm gonna call my shot. I'm gonna call my shot. I think Austin Matthews scores 50 goals in the first 50 games of the year. He's gonna go on a heater. Like the guy's 21. He's been inconsistent. Imagine he finds a little bit of consistency, which he has over the course of the last few games. Like he was dominant in that loss the other night uh, to, uh, to 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 the Rangers uh, or to the Islanders. Uh, he had 11 shots on goal. He played really well, had a couple of goals against Nashville. You saw before they, they had a couple of goals against the Boston Bruins. And now you look again, and he's got a two-goal performance, and, and he was dominant against tonight against the New York Rangers. Scored two on Igor Shesterkin, which is tough to do. Man, if this guy's getting his swagger back, his confidence back, I think that he could definitely be a contender for 50 and 50, man. I'm going to call my shot. I say he does it. Yeah, I believe, and I was just trying to look this up. I believe the last, you were right, Lemieux was the last one to do it in 95-96. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been a while. It's been almost almost 30 years since someone's done this uh, done this feat. And I think it's possible Austin Matthews, he could be sniffing it. He could be sniffing it. Well, it won't get, it'll get a little easier for him. Because <laughs> like he's doing, like, he scored two against Boston. Two against the Rangers, two of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Next yeah. game is against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but <laughs> again, what what does this team do? What mm-hmm. does this team do? They play up to their opponent, but also play down to their opponent. So I mean, he he could just save himself until next week when they play the Rangers again at home. Right, just get a couple more Genos against uh, against the Rangers. Why not? Um, anyways, we're getting ahead of ourselves by by looking ahead to, to 50 and 50 and, you know, talking about the, the game against Columbus. You know, tonight's game, we still got to break it down. So why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back. We'll chat about the night that was for Martin Jones. Gets thrown into the fire, gets himself a victory tonight, and we'll go through our three stars of the game as well. So all that more coming up on the other side. But before we get into any of that, I do want to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. It's a good pals over at Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry uh, when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, and comedy events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying Tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets 
right up until the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute deals. And with the Game Time Guarantee, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked on NHL for $20 off. Game, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back into the Locked On at Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We're hosts here at Locked On Leafs. We're a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast. We got new content coming out each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. That also up on YouTube. You can watch the video version as well. Uh, we would ask that if you enjoy the content, then please subscribe uh, so that you get that uh, that podcast delivered to you each and every day. Um, so we're reacting to the Maple Leafs 7-3 victory over the New York Rangers. And I got to tell you, Dave, I was quite impressed with uh, with the performance of Martin Jones in that tonight. I was because I was watching that second period and the Rangers get, you know, obviously they get two goals. And I'm just like, oh, don't leaf this up, please. Don't <laughs> leaf this up. And the reason why they didn't leaf it up is because Martin Jones was stellar. Especially yeah. in that second period, that yeah, the the Rangers scored two two in the second to get make it close, but that should have been more than two goals with the chances that they had in that second period. Yeah, the Leafs under siege, and and Martin Jones, you know, came up with uh, with a few stops early. Obviously, did allow you know a couple of goals. Probably the Blake Wheeler one, the third goal, is probably one that he'd want back. Uh, seeing I shot off the wall off the rush, probably want that one back, but. Outside of that, you know, I thought that he was pretty good tonight. Like he had that early poke check too, which I think was you know a big moment in that game. If he doesn't get that poke check, there's an opportunity there for that New York. They could possibly score that score that goal, and it makes it two two. Instead, doesn't. And a couple moments later, it's actually three one. Then later four one. And obviously, you know that that's a much different ball game or hockey game uh, with that type of score after twenty than it is two two. And the Rangers getting a little bit more momentum. So, you know, I thought that he was, again, solid. Then shut it down in the third period. The Leafs did a decent job shutting things down defensively as well. Didn't give up a whole lot in the third period. But uh, when they did, Martin Jones was there to uh, to turn it aside and, you know, preserve the the lead for the Maple Leafs and get his first win of the year. First win, um, well, technically, I think he was credited for Second a win. win in his first start of the year. Yeah, second win in his first start of the year, first start as a Toronto Maple Leaf. I don't think this should start a goaltender controversy, though. I, I saw some people online saying, Jones is better than Samsonov. Jones should get a bulk of the starts going forward as long as Wall is out. I'm not going to be in that camp. Um, yeah, it was a good game. It was a good start for for martin jones and i'm not saying that jones can't overcome samsonov and become the better option in goal i'm just definitely not there after one game here yeah i know i'm like there's no way like Dude, i saw that discourse online though someone's like oh jones jones is way better like he's got to start the next game he's got to play over samsonov i'm like guys that's just that's a little early there Literally, you don't even need to do that because we already knew that both goaltenders were going to have to be used down the stretch here. Yeah, they but get Samson, a lot of hockey games here. 
let's not forget Samson in his first game back from an illness did record a shutout. Right. That was <laughs> three days ago. Yeah. Like let's, let's, three let's, days not, ago. let's not forget that. I know that they lost against the Islanders, but they were still in it. Right. Like Martin Jones was spotted a four, one lead in the first period. Yes. He helped make sure that it was a four, one lead, but the Leafs played very well in front of him tonight. Yeah. Right. Like, they hadn't really done that for Samsonov, like put up a lead like that in a game. So like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Like just be happy guys that you can trust your backup to go in against the New York Rangers and pick up a victory. We don't need to start a controversy that really shouldn't be a controversy and really shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Martin Jones, let's get to the three stars of the game for tonight. Cause I had Martin Jones as my third star. Uh, you know, he stopped 28 of 31 shots tonight, and I thought that he looked calm. I had already mentioned that big poke check early. I thought it was a big, uh, you know, a big mo- moment in that first period that could have been bad for Toronto, right? Could have cut the lead to two uh, or could have tied the game at two. Instead, doesn't happen. But And, and also, you know, when, when a goalie's making moves like that, when they're coming out, uh, when they, uh, you know, sometimes they come out against a breakaway and, and they show big on a shooter or they come out and they poke check a puck like that shows actually confidence. And it's good to see that Martin Jones. Yeah, he's playing in the American League, you know, a few weeks ago, but he knows that he's a competent NHL starter like he was as as, as early as last season, a starter in the NHL. So, you know, there was no nerves there. He was ready for the moment. Uh, he wasn't worried about this start tonight, even though it was against, you know, the top team in, in the East and against the team who had been, uh, you know, nine and two on home ice and, you know, all the the stats that went with, you know, that, that could have put the fear of God in him, but he was ready for the task and, and it was good to see for sure. So I thought he was definitely deserving of uh, of a third star. And, and again, he kept the team, well, he kept the the lead, I suppose. Didn't let things completely get away from them when they uh, when they got caved in there in the second period. I know he gave up a couple, but it was only two, and then he shut the door from there on out to allow the least to, to shut it down. Yeah, that that's he was my third star as well for that reason, right? Game could have gone away from them, and this is why Martin Jones was signed in the first place because you lose one of your goaltenders. You're if Martin Jones wasn't around, it's Dennis Hill to be. Guy who has never played in the NHL would be the uh, Hildebeast. Hildebeast. I mean, yeah, you could maybe go for one of those other guys in, in the in the Marlies, but no, I mean, probably Hildebeast. Hildebeast has been the best goaltender with the Marlies this season. But this is why Martin Jones is here. He's the third. He's the guy you bring in in these situations, and it's good that they have this depth because there's been past years where it's has looked really like really bleak. Right, they were playing with fire a little bit with Matt Murray. Yeah, Samsonov gets hurt. Don't really expect Samsonov to get hurt, but with Matt Murray, you know, as a guy who has had a very shaky injury history, they needed that third goaltender. And in this, in today's NHL, you need three goaltenders. Go ask the Carolina Hurricanes how badly they need make sure they have three goaltenders. So yeah, I think Martin Jones. This is why they brought him in. I'm glad he was able to step up when they needed it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, second star of the game. Second star, I'm going with Mitch Marner. Because, you know, Austin Matthews getting a lot of love for putting up two goals. Mitch was right there behind him. Putting yeah. up two goals, too. And it's 
it's so important that they're both succeeding away from each other because I know I listened to the panel. I listened to Odog say they're better together, but we need to see them have success apart because I still feel that this team is better when they're apart because teams can't just go, we're going to stop Matthews and Marner. Now yeah, it's like deeper, deeper. Yes. You have to make a decision. Like look at the goal. The, the goal, first goal Mitch scored in the game. All the guys were on Austin Matthews and Austin Matthews like, you're you're forgetting about this guy right over well, here. Well, now that goes against you because that's when they were together. For yeah, that I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nylander was also technically there. It was like they they did that a few times where they did put Matthews, Marner, and Nylander together. But I still like I still think this team is way better when they're apart because Marner is now showing he doesn't need Austin Matthews to be productive. I think mean, I think that this this stretch has really helped Marner more than it's helped Matthews. Yeah, and, and I think we said that when it happened was I think this will get Marner going. And and look, I've always been a believer that Marner, as as much as we sit here and we look at Austin Matthews, and yes, he's the face of the franchise and he is probably the best player on this team. But Mitch Marner's Mitch Marner's kind of the engine of this team. Like mm -hmm. he plays in so many situations that when he's not going, it impacts so many, you know, parts of this team's game. And you saw that, you know, in late October, early November, when Mitch Marner was in that funk, this team was losing a lot and he was on the ice for a lot of goals when he wasn't, you know, killing penalties. Well, this penalty kill was suffering all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, he gets his swagger back and, you know, the PK is killed off 28 of 30. They did give up one tonight, but they've killed off 28 of their last 30 opportunities. One of the best uh, percentages over that time span in the NHL and, and you know, scores a, a power play goal tonight as well. And then, you know, going, you know, a little give and go two on one with Austin Matthews and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. And he's up to what, 10, 10 goals or is that his 11th goal that he scored? The second, he's got ten or 11, 11. now, eleven goals now on the season. Goals. Like that's, yeah, Mitch Marner is you know like he's not a, a trigger man, but Mitch Marner scoring some goals this year, and and since he's gotten that swagger back, his shooting has definitely come with it, and that's why I think you know you look at Marner and Matthews or whoever they're playing with Tavares, um. Nylander, like when all of those guys are rolling, all of those guys are shooting, all of those guys are producing, this is a tough team to beat. And we saw that tonight. Um, again, Marner, two goals, Matthews, two goals, uh, and those other guys, you know, were big parts of those goals as well. Like Nylander's pass to, to Matthews was uh, outstanding. Like it was a great play from Nylander, rush to rush, and then just kind of passes it cross ice and it's an easy little you know tap in for austin matthews right so i think that uh yeah when this team's rolling and those guys are going this is uh, a dangerous dangerous hockey club and speaking of austin matthews uh first star honors from myself i'd imagine he was also yes. first star of the game for you dave yes i uh, i mean the goals he scored they didn't look hard that's because Austin Matthews was shooting the puck. That's like sure. that's just how good he is. When when he's got that clear cut, no one's in his way, no one's in his like nothing's in nothing's blocking him from scoring and getting that puck clean on net. Not many goaltenders are stopping Austin Matthews clean. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, and, and the fact that he's doing this, as we said, like not even producing at the pace that we expect from him. I think going, coming into this game, his shooting percentage was like 17%, which... Is that on the year? Rough. Yeah, on the year, about 17.6%. See, it was so much worse than that like a week ago, if you recall. It was like nine-ish, not a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. It was like nine-ish percent. Now he's got seven goals the last five, and it's shot right up to Actually, like... it his, went up tonight. It went up to eight average. 9%. There you go. So when he scored... When he scored 60 goals, it was at 17.2%. Mm-hmm. The year that he had 41 goals in 52 games, it was at 18.5%. He's, I, I, to me, it, it reaffirms that there's no better goal scorer in the NHL, especially at five on five, than Austin Matthews. I know Kucherov has been so good this year, but I'm taking Austin Matthews to score any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, to, to be shooting at, at an 18% clip is pretty special. And again, it doesn't matter who's on his wing, whether it's Mitch Marner, whether it's William Nylander, um, earlier in his career, whether it was Zach Hyman or Connor Brown, like the guy just figures out a way to, to score goals. It's because he could drive offense himself. He 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 really, truly can. Um, but it just when he's playing with other playmakers and other threats, it, it just opens up more ice for uh for that guy and you know the the guy he's playing with tonight mitch marner was the beneficiary of uh of that play when they came in on a two-on-one uh so those are your three stars tonight marty jones mitch marner and austin matthews getting the first star do want to give a shout out to connor timmons though scored his uh you know scored a goal tonight first of the year for connor timmons i believe first of the year first of the year for connor timmons now has 18 points in 34 games with the leafs that's a 43 point pace over 82 games. Connor Timmons, say what you will about his game. He had a nice pass breakup tonight, too. Um, just kind of a diving stick stick play to, to break up a possible breakaway, actually. Um, say what you will about his defensive play. This guy continues just to 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 rack up points and you know create some offense. Like he's a it's a three-game point streak now for Connor Timmons. It is, and you know, tonight actually his ice time was was lower that's mm. has to well, do with seven defenseman. seven defenseman but ever since the boston game he's been in that 17 to 19 ice time you know minutes per game which you know i i didn't i wouldn't have expected that considering how his season started but he's he's starting to get himself back on track after you know coming in late into the year which is always tough for defenseman because everybody else is already in shape and has been yeah. playing for so long. He needed to get himself back ramped up to that. And so, yeah, he's been so crucial with, especially with Klingberg out. They don't really have obviously that offense from the blue line and he's providing that. And now he, you know, we're seeing some good defensive plays from him. I understand he's not the best skater, but he's, he's made smart defensive plays. Let's talk about defensive plays. Honorable mention to Jake McCabe. For the be- most beautiful hit I have seen in a really long time. And the reason why I like the hit so much is he punishes the Rangers player for admiring a pass backwards. 
<laughs> I guess. Absolutely. I think it was Lindgren that got blown up. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Lindgren. Why, why a defenseman is, is out there admiring his own pass is beyond me. But anyways, yeah, he got lit up. Like, that was a beautiful open ice body check. Just completely helicoptered Lindgren. Uh, that was a great textbook hit by by Jake McCabe. Ended up drawing a bit of a crowd. Him and Zibanejad kind of got into it. Yeah, like the Rangers got penalized for going after him for it. So, yeah, that was interesting. Like, MJ on the broadcast didn't seem to think that Zibanejad earned an extra penalty. But for me, like, it's two minutes for roughing for both of them. But that was 1,000% an extra instigator, was it not? Like, I didn't actually see yeah. what he was given um like what the actual penalty was because for whatever reason they also just didn't say on the broadcast uh or the the refs didn't come over the the speaker system and say what the penalties were but i wasn't all that surprised like i know it was a double minor for whatever but to me it made sense to give them both a, a roughing call and it was very clearly an instigator by uh by mika zibanejad so i wasn't surprised by that yeah, so Mika's a badger got two minutes for roughing. He actually, I think he got two. It was a double minor, so it might double, have been two minutes. Both of them were, were roughing penalties. Because like, got why? two roughing penalties. Which doesn't make sense. Makes zero sense. Like if they're... Which is why, I, th- I don't know, I, th- I thought maybe an instigator, like a rough yeah. and an instigator, but like a double minor for roughing, I've, I don't think I've ever heard of that ever. No. Like that's just... Especially if it was just one guy. Like, okay, if he tried to take on four different dudes out there, sure. But it was just, you know, him and McCabe got into a bit of a wrestling match. Like, you can't just grab him and then realize, oh, I don't want to fight this guy. And so they didn't fight. But for a second there, McCabe dropped the mitts, and he was ready to go. Um, I was ready to go, too. I was like, let's go. Beat this dude's face in. But uh, that didn't happen. They went. They both took a couple minutes in the box and that is what it is. Uh, I think the least end up score, uh, this score on that power Mm. play. No, it was the one earlier. I think. No, I think it was the one earlier. I mean, they scored so many. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So track seven goals, buddy, seven goals against the Rangers at MSG against Shesterkin. Um, it was an impressive night, impressive night for the Maple Leafs for sure. And I'm sure Tonight is a green light special. Like they just played back to back. Tomorrow's an off day. Mm-hmm. They got to be sticking around in New York and and just going after it tonight with the dads. No. Oh come on! You have the dads like the dad ship. You got to have something, right? I'm like you had back to back games. I don't know how much time you really had to really have a a group outing. You <laughs> the dads wanted. I don't even think it's the players. I think the dads are like, all right, guys, what are we doing tonight? Like we got to go. Yeah. Sell- Austin Matthews' dad was leading the charge after every goal. Ty, exactly, they were chanting, but yeah, I don't know either. There, there was something going on. I'm, I'm hoping someone asked them or asked Ty Domi at some point what exactly the chant was there. Um, yeah, you, you, you caught on to that too. I couldn't really read their lips either. Maybe someone in the chat knows. Let us know in the comment section down below if, if that became public knowledge. Um, but yeah, it, it looked like they had a lot of fun. Those look like it'd be fun fun trips i also did hear like you know mitch marner post game and look we, we all know marner and, and and his dad and you know he's a famous hockey dad let's just we'll leave it at that 
But Marner did also say post game, like, you know, we, when the dad's trip, like you, you do play a little bit, uh, you give an extra, a little extra effort in front of your dad, you know, like it's, you just do, you want to have a good game in front of him. And, you know, obviously the Leafs, they, they lost the, the night before against New York, uh, or on Long Island rather. So they, they knew they had to give them a winning effort in, uh, in, in the big apple. And, and they certainly did that big, big win for the Maple Leafs seven, three final. And now just four points back of the Boston Bruins, for the division lead. I told you they weren't out of it, Dave. I told you they weren't out of it. And they are firmly right back into the mix and could still win this division. Um, that being said, we'll kind of put a bow on this discussion. And on this night, the Leafs will have an off day tomorrow. And then they got the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. But on the other side, let's quickly tell uh, tell everyone about the changes to the All-Star Skills Challenge which, uh, again, the All-Star uh, festivities will be in Toronto this year. So we'll tell you about the changes and uh, you know what, what we think of them as well. So we'll do that on the other side. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsor. It's our good friends over at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Matthews could score 50 goals. The Leafs could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in on daily fantasy hockey contests. All you got to do is pick whether studs like Matthews or Marner or McDavid, McKinnon, Crosby, any of the stars can record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in any given game. But to win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me leave fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use the promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms conditions applied that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability welcome back into the locked on leaves podcast it's mike DeStefano and dave morissuti uh, got some interesting news, a bit of a news dump that came like kind of in the middle of the game. I don't know. I saw a bunch of people kind of buzzing around it, and and I went and I I read a couple of the articles. But the NHL announced that they're going to be making changes to the All Star Skills Challenge this year, and uh, major changes actually. Um, first and foremost, like they they already announced this, but. If, for those who forgot, they're bringing the draft back, which is awesome. So that's going to take place on the Thursday of that weekend event. It's it's the final weekend of January, first couple days of February. Um, so that'll take place on the Thursday. But then on the Friday for the All-Star Skills Challenge, um, it's getting a complete revamp. It's only going to include 12 players now, Dave. Only 12 players will be participating in the All-Star Skills Challenge. Uh, these players will be voted upon by league executives and NA the NHLPA. They'll vote in the top eight, and then there'll be a fan vote for the final four spots, it looks like. I would imagine if it's in Toronto, the Leafs are probably going to get a couple here. Like I'd imagine Marner and and Matthews for sure, and then probably Willie ends up with a, a fan vote too, if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I they always lean heavy 
with the hometown, right? The Panthers had pretty sure the Panthers had at least three guys there last year. Yeah. Vegas always has quite a few. So like that's it's remember, we always have to remember that there's a lot of the local flavor that they have to bring to the all-star game and you know, it, the Leafs are hosting it. So there's going to probably be that along with it. I think the biggest thing about all this, two things, one, with all the changes they were made, there was one player that was asked to really help consult with all of this, and that was one Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Because if your star players aren't on board with an event, you're not going to get the enthusiasm and excitement from it, which has been lacking, especially last year. Yeah, last year was so, a tough watch. It was, and and it really, really was last year when they did it in in uh, Florida. I mean, you could just tell no one wanted to actually be at the game or do anything. They just wanted to soak in the sun um it's gonna be a little different this year there's no sun or not much sun in toronto definitely not the warm kind at the very least but uh yeah so they they did kind of consult Connor mcdavid who supposedly helped out and had input in which events should be used for uh for this so um the way that it's going to be working this year is there's going to be six elect six events um, that each of the 12 skaters, they'll have to participate in four of them. They pick which ones that they want to participate in, which I find to be interesting. Uh, so the events are the fastest skater, the hardest shot, stick handling, one-timers, a passing challenge, and then accuracy shooting. So all the 12 of these players will participate in this uh, kind of first round of the All-Star Skills Challenge, and they have to pick four uh, events of these six that they want to do. And it's basically going to be a point system now where if you win first place in an event you get five points second place gets four points third place gets three points and it goes down from there uh obviously only the top eight point getters throughout that first round will make it through to the next round which is an nhl shootout event players will get the chance to pick which goalie that they want to shoot on and I believe they can only be picked once, though. That part was a little confusing when I was reading eight, it. Eight, eight skaters, eight goalies. The yeah. So, picks the goalies I, one by one. So the eighth place guy gets his first pick. Which I think is dumb. I think it should be first place because yeah. that's why I was slightly confused by it because it would make more sense. It's like, okay, if you finish with the top amount of points, you should be rewarded by getting your first pick in which goal you want to face. But regardless, I'm not going to spend time complaining about that. But anyways, so the top eight players that move on, yes, they all will get an opportunity uh, in the shootout event. And then eighth guy gets to choose who he wants to go against. And then the seventh guy gets the pick of the litter from the remaining seven goalies, sixth place, and on and on and on. Um, Of the eight players who are participating in this shootout event, uh, only the top six will make it through to the obstacle course, which is the final event of the skills challenge, which combines elements from the original events. Uh, you know, the fastest skater, harder shots, stick handling, one timers passing and accuracy shooting. So it'll be a bit of a combination obstacle course. And it's a winner take all out of the six players who make it this far. And the winner of the event is crowned champion and earns a fat check of a million dollars. Bingo. That, that, my friend, will definitely make people care. 
because it's not a million to split between a whole team like in the past it's been, and most of that money's kind of gone to charity. Uh, this is a million dollars to one guy, one guy. And unlike the NBA where salaries are stupid, a million dollars to NHL players like is a good chunk of money, like a really good chunk of money. Yeah, because it's been a million dollars for the team. Let's not forget that the year John Scott was named MVP. He also won a car. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a car, a million dollars cash. But but remember, like, the Flyers really pushed for John Scott to get that MVP so he can. Get yeah, it. yeah. But now there's a million. So I, I mean, yeah, I really like, I think, like, yeah. This is there's a re- like it's a, in a way a bribe. It can be seen as a bribe to get players to really try for this event. Yeah. And why not? <laughs> like, why shouldn't the players be incentivized with money to go out and do it, right? A million dollars is a million dollars. I mean, <laughs> I mean, would I, would I like the opportunity to get a million dollars? Absolutely. Well, for example, like, I would imagine they'd be stupid not to have Connor Bedard in this event, right? Like, mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, his rookie contract is, like, basically, I mean, there's obviously some bonuses where he'll end up making more than that, but... A million dollars for Connor Bedard's like a lot of money. Like he's yeah. not making, uh, you know, 11, 13 million like Austin Matthews or like Mitch Marner or, or Connor McDavid. Like he's only making a million and a little bit more with bonuses. That'd be big for him to, to you know, get that type of cash. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's all about the performance bonus structure for Bedard. But yeah. Yeah. You definitely. This is where the younger players, the players who actually generally have the more, like you look at like a Trevor Zegris, right? He was the king of the of the all the skills competition because younger players tend to try a little bit harder for these events. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe now some of the older players are like you know what wouldn't mind winning a million bucks myself. Probably I mean, not. Probably not. I would imagine. I mean, Willie's been. You know, like maybe Willie, he's making what six point nine. Like that's that's almost fifteen percent of his, you know, his yearly contract right there. He can make him one day, a couple hours, by just yep. going balls to the walls and showing off the elite skill that he has, and maybe win this thing. Like it's it's very possible. Like Willie's the type of guy who I think could excel in a, in you know this type of event because he's such a skilled player. It involves zero defense. Exactly what he wants. Just show off your your offensive skills. Show off your hands. You know what I mean? Show off your speed. Show off your stick handling. It's exactly the type of uh, the, the type of um, event that he could succeed in and, and potentially get himself an extra schmill. But uh, I, I kind of like it, man. I'll be honest. I, I like it. I like the change. We'll see what it looks like. Apparently, this is not a one-time thing either. They do... Uh, expect to do it over the next few years. Like I'm imagining there will be some kinks that they're going to have to work out being the first time. So there'll be some sort of changes to, to these events year after year, just to make them maybe go quicker or change whatever um, that needs to be changed to make it better. But you know, this is, this, this sounds like it could work. And to the point you made earlier, you know, this was, they had gone to Connor McDavid and they said, what do you need? to make this something you'd be interested in. How do you think we can improve the skills challenge? And, uh, you know, he said, Hey, I think this is what we could do. I think this is what the players would enjoy. So hopefully that's true. And it becomes a good product for the viewers as well. Oh, exactly. That's all it is, right? There's been 
like people say, Oh, you're gonna watch the, the skills competition. I'm like, probably not. Like it, it's it's always the toughest one to watch. It used to be like, all right, when are they doing the most accurate shooter and when are they doing the hardest slap shot? You know, yeah. it was getting to the point where fastest skater was like, just give Connor the award. Yeah, but then like I think last year, like they I want to say did like Pedersen win fastest slap shot. Like it's not even like it's not Zidane Chara versus Shea Weber anymore. Like no. they don't have the guys who are breaking records, who are unloading these beastly shots. Like I think a majority of the guys last year were all like sub 100 miles an hour. There were some guys who were not even getting past 90 mile an hour on their slap shots. It was kind of a, a letdown, if I recall uh, correctly. It's you know, actually, Pedersen registered 103.2. Yeah, and he won the event, right? But yeah. then everyone else, it was like, man. I mean, it's it's a far cry from like the 107. Like that's that. what I'm saying, Brooksy. And like it just there's no marquee names on that uh you know. And even though it's I don't know, like I as cool as this is, I still am going to bang the table that they should do something similar to the All-Star game in or the nba all-star skills comp where it's like they bring in specialists so bring in the fastest skaters in the nhl bring in the hardest shooters in the nhl bring in the best accurate shooters in the nhl don't just use the only players that are there for you to use try and use everybody because that's how you get a real skills competition and look a lot of those people may be better off with the million dollars like mcdavid doesn't need a million bucks matthews don't need a million bucks a lot of these events are sponsored you can't yeah. tell me you can say the fastest, hardest shot gets this amount. Like each event winner gets a certain amount. Let them have that money, and then you could do something for your main participants. There's ways to do it. Yeah, but anyways, um, not gonna poo poo a new idea. I, I still think it's better. It's going to be better than it was in in the previous years. Yeah. Nothing's gonna be perfect, um, but. Uh, I do like that they are changing it up and it seems like it's going to be intriguing at the very least this year where past couple have been, you know, big snooze fests, uh, we'll call them. All right, buddy, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. That's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow myself on X at Mickey underscore Knuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morris Sudi and follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you're watching here on YouTube, go ahead, smash that like button, leave a comment down below your thoughts on tonight's game. Was that the best we've seen from the Maple Leafs this year? And when those two guys are going, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, how much more confident are you that this is a cup contending team? I'm curious to hear your answers below in the comment section. Uh, We'll be back with another episode for you guys. Tomorrow, we'll tee up the Leafs game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.